Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 297 and it is Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right, man. We are just three episodes away from our landmark episode uh, coming up in three weeks. Saturday, September 17th at the Cornerstone Complex in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Man, it's going by quick, man. You think? Yeah, man. This this summer is uh, is about to wrap up uh, in the next few weeks. Um, and yeah, it almost feels surreal, you know, it's just to say that we are approaching 300 episodes. Um, but here we are, you know, the 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 road, the journey continues. And, you know, as per usual, we'll be uh, getting into some, you know, some nerd stuff as you as per usual. We see a uh, uh, perennial hater in the uh, in the chat here, Mr. Tyrone Johnson, the second. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Angie, what's happening? All right. I like every time I read that, I read that in his voice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We also have an Inca King Suspedes. Suspeds. Suspeds uh, in the chat as well. Uh, they say that She-Hulk was awesome. I haven't watched it yet. You know what? It actually is. It, it is pretty good. You know, I'm hearing all this like, oh, they're freaking, sh- they're shrinking down, they're de-strengthening the Hulk. I'm like, yo, you threw a freaking boulder into the atmosphere. Oh, like, there's, there's more to the story. There's mm-hmm. more to Hulk, mm-hmm. where you, you actually do see character development throughout the MCU with the Incredible Hulk. Okay, yeah. You really yeah. do. He went from hating being a Hulk mm-hmm. to accepting it and living with it and yep. now he's mentoring. Yeah. He's mentoring his younger cousin. That's growth. That is growth. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I haven't I haven't wa- I haven't watched She-Hulk yet, but I will. Yeah, the first episode was only like 38 minutes. Okay. Yeah, um so I'll well I'll get on that um maybe for next week's episode I'll talk I'll talk a bit about my thoughts about that uh show. Uh, but as we get started, uh, we do want to give a quick shout out to two of our sponsors. First is Silk City Hot Sauce. Mm-hmm. Yes, Silk City Hot Sauce. Uh, they're a Vermont-based business. They have all sorts of unique and original hot sauce flavors, uh, ranging from Dragon to Killer Hot, Nightmare, Slurp. Uh, let's see, Bob Levy's uh, Blue Cheese Aslican Hot Sauce. <laughs> um, all sorts of unique uh, tantalizing flavors, all made from fresh ingredients. Uh, if you want to put them, pour them all over your favorite plate, your favorite dish, or if you want to use your imagination, you can expand the use of the sauce, if you know what I mean. It takes two to tango, or three or four if you're feeling a little randy. Uh, go to SilkCityHotSauce.com, use the promo code CODEX, and you'll get 15% off your order. The freaks come out at night. Do you? How long do you... Do you just like sit there at work and just wonder like... <laughs> What kind of shit can I say about Silk City today? Sometimes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like today was one of those days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It, it's it's good hot sauce is what I'm saying. Oh, it's freaking amazing. Like, I, I can't I can't find myself using any other. Mm. Uh, and oh, I use it on stuff I probably shouldn't be using it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you can use like it. Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
Taco Bell shouldn't be used for anything, to be honest. You know, it's it's the the ground beef. It's it's not all meat. Might That's be, all right. It's probably like, you know, wood shavings and rat turds up in there. But uh, but yeah, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, that's our that's our sponsor, Silk City House House. We also have a another sponsor. A quick shout out to Afton Ward of Infamous Customs. That's M F A M U Customs, uh, where you can order all sorts of Codex Prime merchandise, like this T-shirt here with the Codex Prime logo, as well as uh, any customizable designs of your of your choosing. You can send them over to infamouscustoms.com, and also follow her on Instagram, and uh, she can hook you up with some really cool designs. For T-shirts, uh, hoodies, any source of of apparel, even even tea cozies, if you want. Yeah. So uh, let's see. We have Allie in the chat. Thank you. She she appreciates my humor. Uh, and, and Nick Quattrini is chiming in. Says, uh, uh, "Are you talking about? Or were you talking about Paper Girls? Only saw the first episode so far, but I like it. Um, I haven't watched Paper Girls uh, either." I, I do see the image comic always uh, in every comic book shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I never read a single issue either, but I hear good things about both the show and the and the comic. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get into one of the other uh, one of these days. Uh, so yeah, while Carl is sharing the episode, uh, my Mac groups, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, um, the more the merrier, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. So while Carl's sharing the episode, uh, I, I just want to. Ask everyone in the chat and Carl Bird oh, shit. to acknowledge me because this past weekend. You did it. I did it. I, you did. I did it. It took all summer, but I finally did it. I finally beat Elden Ring. I beat the game 78 hours. I. I was I did some grinding, some some rune farming. I upgraded my astrologer character, the uh, a mage. I and I literally wiped the floor with the final boss, the Elden Beast, in five seconds. Seriously? Seriously. But yeah, you took it took you a week to beat that other one. Yo, the uh, the fire giant is the worst designed boss in any From Software game. Uh. Dark Souls one and three, which I've which I've played and finished, Bloodborne, uh, the original Demon Souls for the PS3. I have never I've I've never come across a boss in a From Software developed game that was as as badly designed as the Fire Giant. The Fire Giant, like it's it's half the fight is with the camera first of all, <laughs> and oh my god, like. It took me like maybe fifty some odd tries to get through that fire giant, but after I got through got through them, the the final bosses were were comparatively uh, uh, less less tougher. The one the one the one one of the final bosses that I did have a uh, tough time with for a little bit was the um, was Malakith, the the Black Blade. Um, but the but the final two bosses in the game, there's like two actual bosses you have to fight back to back. First one, first one was a little tough, but I used one of my summons to kind of distract him, distract her, and I managed to beat her. And then the Elden Beast, I was I kept dying over and over. All I had to do was like I got I I I went back and I watched some YouTube videos. I found one of the uh, um, optional bosses in there. This boss called Astral. It's like this, like this creature with like a skull head, and once you beat that boss, uh, that boss yields a meteorite spell, which is super powerful. It's just like a complete, like a complete 
area de- devastating AOE attack. So when I beat the, so when I faced the Elden Beast, all I had to do was I still had my summons, my Ashes of War. So I ran, I literally ran around the Elden Beast, right, right, to, to, to right behind it while it was being distracted by my summons, and then I used this meteorite, this giant meteorite spell, and I wiped its, I wiped its uh, health bar in five seconds flat, boom. And it said, God slain. We the ones. We the ones. All day. All day. So I ask you, Codex Prime listeners and viewers, acknowledge me. I'm going to give you that because I don't know if I had enough patience to do 78 hours. Yeah, like it's... Because I, 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 I beat a lot of the optional bosses, and, and this this game, like this game, you can you can sink a lot of hours in easily. In fact, uh, Mike uh, Mike in the chat here says he has two hundred and thirty hours in Elden Ring. Uh, he beat it, but he's still playing. Um, so there's more. Oh yeah, there's there's a, there's a whole lot that I haven't even touched in Elden Ring. Like, um, so like once you beat the final boss, the Elden Beast, you can either continue continue on exploring and fi- and find all the other areas you haven't discovered or you can start a whole new game new game plus but yeah. i decided to keep exploring so i'll i'll do that but for now i'm going to put elden ring on the shelf so i can play take some other games <laughs> take a breather cuz this was Holy my shit. this was my project right here but i finally beat it you did you did that's right Gar- gary acknowledges me he says put the ones in the chat if you acknowledge yeah, you got to you got to Yep. <laughs> you gotta. Oh yeah. Uh Nick Quattrini puts in a let's see, a a baby emoji and a ring emoji. That's actually an old man yeah. emoji and a ring. Oh meaning okay. elder ring. Oh ah Elden Ring. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yes. Very clever, Nick. And he's giving you your praises. That's right, yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Mike Mike puts his one in the chat as well. <laughs> That's right, man. 230 hours. It's stupid. It's that much. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, there's, like, so many optional bosses, so many hidden areas, so many, like, different areas of the map you can, that you, that you can, like, go for hours and not even discover. Like, there, there's a lot in this game. And from software, man, yo, they, they packed a whole world into this game, man. This and is, it's one disc? It's one disc. Yo, it sounds like one of those games where you literally it has to, you have to have two discs, one for like information, one to like download it, another mm. one to play it. Yeah, like, you would think you would think a game like that. Yeah, you would think so too. Yeah, like because Red Dead Red Dead Redemption Two is yeah, just that. that. Yeah, but this game, man, yo, it's it's just like you can literally, literally go through the whole game and. Like have like undis- completely undiscovered quests, undiscovered items, locations, bosses. Like this game definitely encourages exploration, and, you, and and there's always a reward. Like it's tough but fair. Except that fire giant, the fire giant sucks. I hope, I hope there's another patch to kind of like, you know, nerf it, nerf that boss. Somewhere. Fire giant or Fat Joe? Ooh, Fat Joe from uh Def Jam- from Def Jam Fight from New York yes. versus the fire giant. Damn man. You know what? I'm gonna go with the fire giant, cause like, cause at least, cause it it took me a fewer tries to get through Joey Crack and fight for Vend- fight for New York, than it did for me to fight, to beat this freaking uh, fire giant in Elden Ring. It's 
Like you did it though. Oh yeah, I did it. Like uh, as as soon as I beat the Elden Beast and it said God slain, ah, uh, like I, I I did a happy dance, you know, you know I, I was I was doing a duck walk. I was voguing all over up and down, you know, just as what he scores tens across the board. You didn't fall like I did, right? No. Okay. I, I have coordination. I have coordination too. <laughs> you probably didn't do the drop. No, I did not. Yeah, see, that's why. You did a drop, you probably freaking catch a concussion. At least I can catch myself. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man. I'm happy for you, man. Thank you, thank you. You know, Elden Ring, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be a, con- it's a strong contender. Probably the strongest strongest contender for 2022 Game of the Year. Yeah. Uh, I, I would not doubt it. Yeah. I would not doubt it, not one bit. Yeah, man. And to think, like, I actually rage quit from the uh, Fire Giant once. Um, I, 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 turned, I turned the game, I, I popped the disc out of the PS5 and put it back in the case, put it back on the shelf. I'm like, nah, nah I'm done with this game. You know, I, 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 you know, I, I, I got to move on. I, there's some other games on my list. Then, like, two hours later, I'm like, nah, fuck that. I got I, I to go back and, and, and finish what I started. And I You're a completionist. Especially yeah. when it comes to games like that, you're you're a completionist. Oh yeah, yeah. So I still haven't beat Death Stranding. Yeah, Death Death Stranding. That's that's a hell of a game. I, I do want to play it on the PS5. I, oh, I get that the, experience. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta get the now now that we now you know we've upgraded. You gotta get the PS5 experience. Oh yeah, like of a, certain PS4 games. Oh yeah, like I've played a little bit of. Uh, I'm sorry, I've started to replay a little bit of Control. Like that game looks great on the PS5 for sure. And Death Stranding, like, um, I haven't played the PS5 yet, but I have it installed. Yeah. So, like, I'll, I'll probably get into that, uh, too, as well. Um, I do want to finish uh, Stray, because that, that game looks like something that's a good palate cleanser, you know. Uh, Sometimes you kind of need, yeah, you kind of need to, like, have a palate cleanser after, you know, a, a game like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All day, game of the year. You know what? I never even play. I sampled it. One day after one day after an episode, I'm just like, you know what? I I I put, I'll give it game of the year. I'll give it. I'll make it a yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a contender. It Ragnar- God of War Ragnarok didn't come out yet though. Oh, that's right. It comes out November. November 9th. I will be taking that day off. Mm, that's some heavy calm. I will get get up in the morning. I'll take the day off of work. I don't even know what day that falls on. Probably a Friday. But. November 9th, I'll check the calendar. November 9th falls on a... I... Wednesday. I will take that day off. Go to GameStop. First thing in the morning. Like, be right there. Yeah. Once they raise the cage, I'm like, alright, you know what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Go home. Pants completely off. Yep. Playing. I, I don't think there's any other way to play that game. Oh, certainly no, no, no other way to play God of War Ragnarok. Like, like that game is gonna be straight juicy. The Game Awards will give Saint, give Saints Row reboot all the awards. That's why Death Stranding was good. Uh, oh, so Nick, but it's only the PC version. Oh uh, yeah, Nick. Oh yeah, Nick Cochini talking about the Saints Row reboot, which has gotten some pretty mixed to negative reviews. I noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it, I don't know. Like Saints Row. Like I was never. Even, I never. I know. I can't say. I. I can't say I was a. Fan, I wasn't a fan of it because I never played it. 
Yeah, I played a little bit of Saints Row the Third, and it's it's completely over the top. Like I could definitely see why it was popular, but like I was just like, eh, there were other games that caught my interest at the time more. Uh, to me, like from a distance, it looked like a great value Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, think of but like, it's kind of a different game. Yeah, like think of GTA, but way more cartoonish. Right. Yeah. Um, Inca, uh, Inca says, uh, you guys know they're unifying the NXT UK with the NXT title. Talk about sad matches. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm, well, I know that NXT UK's folded, and uh, I know that a lot of talent were were, were let go. Yeah. Um, except for like the top uh, champions. Um, yeah, I know that. Trip, I know there's the rumors that Triple H wants to do like an NXT Europe, which I think. Eh. It was basically the same thing because Amali was from France. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, eh, why not? You know, we'll probably get some good. You know what? Seeing Iggy Dragunov against Walter again on a grander stage. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Like, speaking of which, I am looking forward to seeing Walter versus Sheamus at Clash at the Castle. That's a... They're going to knock... And they like to fight. And she, they like to fight. Just chops, chops. and... Chops and Ugh. fists to chest. They're gonna knock the shit out of each other. Yes. And Triple H is WWE. Yeah, we're gonna get an, a takeover quality match. Yep. On, on a premium live event, I, I, I'm all for Did it. Did you see who came back last night? Yo, I was. Yes. I was like, he's home. Monday Night Raw saw the return of Johnny Jonathan Leroy Gargano. Gargano. Johnny Wrestling, after nine months away from television. Um, after some rumors, well, will he or won't he go to AEW? Will he stay with WWE? He finally comes back home to uh, to a, a great wrestling crowd, by the way. Great choice to bring oh, back yeah. to Toronto, Canada. Um, and he cut a good promo. Uh, he's all about you know showing his uh, his son that you know dreams that you can chase after your dreams and achieve them. So you know, there's a story there. Maybe he can go after the WWE championship in the future. Maybe he can rekindle his feud with uh, Ch- Champa. Oh my God! On a grander scale. Yes. Champa versus Gargano on the main roster. Ooh. What? Mm. And uh, and uh, Ch- Gar- and Gargano's uh, form- former adopted son Theory sh- saying that you know I did all the things that that you that you didn't. I already made. A- I already went to WrestleMania. I already won Money in the Bank. And he got a super kick in the mouth. For talking that trash. Okay, I heard that. And Rebel High, as such, it's, it's happy music. Yeah, that's a great babyface theme. It is, yeah, I, I never liked Gargano as a. Th- he's my favorite. He's been my favorite NXT wrestler for like a grip. Oh yeah. Um, but it's like he he wasn't a convincing heel. No, nah, he wasn't. Like he was more. He's more kind of a goof uh, as a heel, like yeah. with the way. Like, as, as fun as he the was, way he is like he was the Miz, just. Annoying, like annoying. Yeah, he was the annoying heel. This is like okay, yeah. It's just I need baby, I need I need Rebel Heart. Oh yeah, Rebel Heart was where is that? Yeah, and like Johnny Gargano, he was like the heart and soul of the Black and Gold era of NXT. Yeah, yeah, yeah like and and for those who who missed the Black and Gold era, era, go back, try to see his matches with Adam Cole, his matches with Gargano. Excuse me, excuse me, you said his name wrong. Adam Cole, baby. Okay. Uh, Champa, oh, and f- and for my money, the the best tag team match on WWE TV in the last ten years, DIY versus the Revival, NXT Takeover, 
in uh, it was in Toronto, November 2016. Look for that match. That was my that was my match of 2016. Revival versus DIY. You could not find a better tag team match on WWE programming in the last 10 years. I will debate anyone on that. I'm not even going to argue, but... Yeah. And also we see Chris Stewart. Stubert. Stubert! In the chat as well. Yes. That's my variant. <laughs> not yours. Mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's your, he's your variant, you know. It's, it's all right. It's, it's, it's cool. Confirmed guest for Codex 300. Yes. Mm. Cornerstone Complex. Yep. September 17th, 6 p.m. That's right. That's it's right. It's going to be a good time. So, yeah, man. Uh, yes, yeah, great to see Gar- Gargano back. Yo, like, WWE, like, brought SmackDown. Like, I haven't watched quality. SmackDown because I'm always out Friday nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Sm- SmackDown was pretty cool uh, th- this week as well. Like, like okay, the, the, the shows are, they're 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 well-paced. They're actually, they actually make sense. There's no dumb shenanigans, or that's kept to a straight minimum. Um, hopefully, the 24-7 uh, joke belt will just disappear. Just nobody really acknowledge it anymore. Yeah. Uh, and I'm looking forward to see more, seeing more returns on the main roster. I, w- I wonder who's going to come back. But, yo, it's, it's must-see programming again. It is. Thanks, it is. Thanks to Triple H, man. It is. So what, what else you got? What else? Oh man, what else I got? Well, I got a bunch of um, uh, movies. I got three movies that I saw recently, as well as a few new comics. Uh, a comics first. You know me, I'm a comic guy. I'm a comic guy. Going on. Yeah, yeah. You can do you can do the comics. I'll, I'll cover. No, I was seeing your comics. Oh, your com- yes. Uh, yeah, with the comics, um, I, I found uh, three new image image comics which I'm reading, and they're all uh, limited limited series. So they have like a few issues uh, that are planned per uh, uh, per series. One is an interesting series called Do a Powerbomb, uh, which is written by Daniel Warren Johnson. Also artwork by Daniel Warren Johnson. Uh, This one's a really cool series right here. If you're a fan of professional wrestling and horror horror movies, then this is like right up your alley. And you know what? I agree. Because of you, I picked up the first three (laughs) issues myself. Nice. Yeah, man. So, do a power bomb. It's a it's a unique series. It's uh the as it reads from Image Comics the the synopsis. It's about a a woman named Lona Steel Rose. Lona Steel Rose. Uh, she wants to be a pro wrestler, but she's living under the shadow of her mother, who was the best to ever do it. Um, everything changes when a wrestling obsessed necromancer asks her to join the grandest pro wrestling tournament of all time, which is also the most dangerous. It's the wrestler meets Dragon Ball Z in a tale where the competitors get more than they ever bargained for. And and how about that plot twist? Oh, yep. Yep. We won't, <laughs> yeah, so yep, we won't spoil it. No. Uh, issue three, you'll, you'll, you'll find out what we're talking about. But yeah, man, um, you can tell like the, the writer... Um, has such a love and appreciation for pro wrestling, and it definitely shines in this comic. And it's just so creative, uh, just seeing the the main character's journey, um, you know, trying to live up to her mother's legacy and her father's insistence that you're like, no, I don't want you in the ring because I don't what happened to your mom. And she's like determined to prove herself, and and it's, it's it, and where and where the story goes is just so unique and interesting. It, it's like. Like, uh, like I view this series so far as like a celebration of what pro wrestling is about. Like it leans into the outlandishness of, of, of the sport, 
in the art form and just uh, in just a really creative and unique ways. And the artwork is fantastic too. Oh yeah, see. I highly agree. If you like that too, also um, uh, get Crimson Cage. Okay, that's another one. It's a re- '80s wrestling version of um, uh, Macbeth. Okay. Ooh. Okay. A little Shakespearean there. Okay. Yeah, it's available on uh, Trade now. Nice. So yeah, that's a uh, do a power bomb right there, available in stores now. And uh, also, I got a couple other series. Uh, the fir- well, the other one is uh, the first issue of this unique series. It's kind of like a mixture of like uh, Battle Royale slash Hunger Games meets Survivor. It's called Golden Rage. Golden Rage, which is written by uh, Lauren Knight and Chrissy Williams. Uh, this one's an interesting. This one has an interesting premise. So, it's ba- basically battle royale meets the Golden Girls. So it takes place in a world where older women, who've been deemed useless to society, are abandoned on an island, and they're forced uh, to survive and fight to the death. And uh, one of the main characters in this uh, in this world is this woman who's actually not that old. She's probably like in her 30s, maybe 40s, but she uh, she went through early menopause. So apparently society says, oh, you can't have kids no more. Oh, to the island you go. And so this uh, so the main character meets this big burly uh, woman who I maybe who's maybe Eastern European or Russian and who saves her saves her life. And there's these two. Um, these two uh, elderly women who also live uh, with this uh, with the with the woman as well. Uh, one one is like into like knitting, and she's like a sweet sweet old white woman. And this other black woman, she's just into cursing, you know, a lot of epithets because like she's really mad about their situation. Uh, and then the the white woman is kind of mad about more mad about her cursing than the fact that they're on this island having to survive to the death. Uh, but yeah, golden golden rage, really interesting series. I think this is gonna be like a Maybe like a five-parter. So like the first issue is out in stores. So definitely check it out if you're if you're interested in something that's uh Survivor meets Golden Girls. Yeah. Do they eat cheesecake and roast each other? It maybe. Maybe maybe they will. Maybe <laughs> they won't. Yeah. And uh the next uh series that I've got, it's a pretty pretty cool one. Um I I, I saw the I saw the covers and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna give this a shot. And you know what? I'm glad I did. It's uh, it's called Sins of the Black Flamingo, so uh, this is another Image Comics uh, limited series, and uh, let's see, it's about this uh, uh, this um, gentleman thief named Sebastian Harlow. Uh, he's known as the Black Flamingo. He's a flamboyant and narcissistic thief who gets his kicks stealing mystic artifacts from the wealthy and corrupt of Miami's occult underworld. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, this, this, so yeah, the story takes place in Miami. Uh, so all sorts of Florida man uh, shenanigans oh do unfold. Uh, when you throw the occult into the mix, uh, you, then you get this story. Um, interest, interesting main character. Um, his, main, his main motto is be gay, do crimes. You know, something that uh, we can all get behind. Um, and uh, it's it's a pretty it's a it's a pretty uh, witty series. Some good dialogue here. Uh, I'm interested in seeing like how this story will end. It's kind of like um, kind of like like I'm I'm, get, I'm getting like it's 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 kind of like giving like gay Con- John Constantine vibes, if you will, because like with the occult theme and whatnot. Uh, but but you know what? It's it's an interesting read. So if you're if you're interested in something something cool, 
and something that's kind of unique on the on the comic book shelf. Definitely give Sins of the Black Flamingo uh, a go. Also published by Image Comics, and that's uh, written oh, by. I found that funny. <laughs> and that's created by uh, Travis Moore and Andrew Wheeler. So yeah. So yeah. Gay <laughs> constant. Yeah, that's what that's what I was saying. Because I was like, I was like, okay, he's he's dealing with the occult demons and like artifacts and whatnot. Yeah, it it, it, it checks out. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, those are the comics that I've been that I've been reading. Uh, should I get into the movies I've been watching? Good, good. All right. So yeah, like other stuff. Um, I actually watched three horror movies. Um, uh, this God, this past this past. I'm, I'm week. scared now. Um, one of which is from my favorite uh, production company today. Want want to say what, what the name is? This sounds like an A24 <laughs> concept. <laughs> oh, Golden Rage? Golden Rage would be an A24 film. But yes, uh, yes. Um, I watched uh, an A24 horror film. It came out earlier this year in March, but I managed to rent it on Amazon because I wanted to watch it. It's called X, as in the letter X. It's a, it's a slasher film. It's directed by T. West. Uh, it also stars Mia Goth, Jenna Ortega, Martin Henderson, Brittany Snow, Owen Campbell, Stephen Yur, and Scott Mascuti, also known as Kid Cudi. And so the film takes place in 1979, and the plot is um, it follows this uh, this this cast and crew of like young, horny, uh, early twenty somethings, and they they rent they rent out this guest house at this um, this old couple's uh, farm. And so they rent out the, this guest house, and they're trying to film a a porno movie oh, un, underneath underneath the, the noses of the old couple. You know, they're trying to do it, you know, in secret surreptitiously. Um, interest, interestingly, as they're as they're uh, trying to get their uh, their porno film, you know, off the ground, um, the old couple. The old couple, you know, the 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 husband played by Stephen Yore Howard, he's this very ornery, very ghastly looking like almost goblin looking old guy like he looks more like an orc from the lord of the rings films if he if he decided to like move to rural texas and mia goth interestingly she 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 plays a dual role she plays maxine minx the one the main the main character as well as as well as uh the old woman the old wife pearl now interestingly as as uh as a Maxine and, and friends shoot this porno movie under under the, the noses of this old couple. Uh, Maxine catches the attention of Pearl, the old woman, the old the old uh, wife. And you know after after you know an awkward encounter where you know Pearl makes uh, Maxine a glass of lemonade, she tries to she tries to cop a feel on on Maxine, and Maxine's like, oh oh she 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 gets weirded out naturally, and so. You know, the cut to a scene where they're actually filming a a, a scene, a, a sex scene in, in in the in the couple's barn, and as they're doing it, the old woman, you know, happens upon, you know, catches catches a glimpse of their shoot of their shoot, and it, it awakens something in Pearl, and Pearl tries to tries to you know get it on with 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 her old husband, but her husband's like, you know, I can't do it. It's my heart, my heart. And so, you know, when Pearl is denied the D, people start dropping D E A D. 
in this movie. And so X, which is kind of like a, it's kind of like a film-wise, it, it looks similar to like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It, it's it's a it's an effective horror slasher film where this old couple becomes so menacing, especially Pearl, who who's um whose reawakened sexual desires makes her so deadly in this in this movie and and the directions that this film goes is just so it's just so over the top quite outlandish um there are setups throughout the film which are paid off um and uh and 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 it's so interesting to see to see like the dynamic of these characters too like for example there's one character um played by um let me see Oh gosh, what was her name? There's one character in the in the film who's the girlfriend of uh, the director of the film, and you know the the girlfriend, you know she's she's carrying the boom mic, you know she's like supporting, you know she's helping out with the, with the production. Throughout the film, she starts getting turned on by the production, and she says, "You know what? I want to do a scene too." And the and the and the, you know the boyfriend's like, "Well, no, you you can't do that." And she says, "Why can't I?" And you know, you know, think, think, things go things go in a unique direction there too. So, uh, so yeah, man, uh, this this is a, this is a fantastic uh, horror film. X, um, it, it's it's definitely a, a tribute to like '70s slasher films like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, even like The Hills Have Eyes, or like like any of the like, the early like Wes Craven, George Romero uh, type films. Um, it is and it's so interesting how it ends too, which I, which I won't spoil. Uh, also. Uh, interestingly, there's a there's going to be a prequel film coming out in sep- next month, two X. It's called Pearl, so it's going to follow the old woman in her younger days and how she becomes, you know, a uh, you know a, a sort of a horror movie villain in her own right. So it'll follow her upbringing. Um, <laughs> um, there, there uh, also like there's there's also uh, <laughs> one scene in X which. <laughs> Which you'll get a kick out of this, man. It's where, it's 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 where uh, uh, the old man and woman, the old couple. God no, no. <laughs> and it's it's such a tense and awkward scene. When I watched it, I'm like, I was just laughing because I'm like, I can't believe what is happening before my eyeballs. You know, fuck me, how? Hey, yeah, oh, wow. That that happened. That happened. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> have you watched oh, every? My gosh. Oh. Have you watched every A twenty four movie? Oh no, I, I haven't seen every A twenty four film. I've seen like well, just like maybe over fifty something of them. A glimpse, a glimpse inside the mind of Charles Swan. No, I haven't seen that. Ginger and Rosa. Nope. Spring Breakers. No. Bling Ring. No. Spectacular Now. No. Enemy. Yep, I saw that. Under the skin. Yep. Lock. Mm-hmm. Obvious child. No. Are rover. Gonna, are you gonna name every one? Uh, yeah, I saw the rover. Ex Machina. You did a whole whole video on that. Yeah, yeah. years ago. Yeah. The end of the tour. Uh, no. Mississippi grind. Yep, I saw that. Room. I saw that. Yep. Mojave. Nope. No. No. I haven't seen that. Swiss Army Man. Yes, that was good. There's a lot of a ghost story. Uh, I saw that. I, I, I want to see that again. I want to give that a second chance. Lean on Pete. Yep, I saw that one. The Children Act. Nope. Mid nineties. Yep, saw that. Mid nineties was very good. Jonah Hill directed. 
I just saw that. Low Tide? Nope. The Death of Dick... This is really... The Death of Dick Long. I haven't seen that film. I know it's directed by one half of the Daniels uh, directing duo who did Everything Everywhere All at Once. Daniel Shiner. Yep. Zola? I yep. Like I saw Zola, yep. Men? Yeah, I... I, I Didn't I, I, review that, like... Yeah, when Roberto Gonzalez was here. Yeah, Men... Yeah, that was just way, way over the top. Like, I wonder if Alex Garland is okay. Like that, it felt like a parody of an A twenty four film because, like, just how, just just how it ended, man. Uh, do you plan on watching Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Well, that's my next review. <laughs> yeah. So, so I went. So I great segue. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great segue, man. I'm gonna high five you on that one. Yeah, so so the next film I saw, uh, next A24 production, another horror movie. It's playing in theaters now. It's it's the most A24 title of any A24 horror film. It's called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It's a, it's sort of like a dark comedy horror film. It's directed by Helena Rain. Uh, it's, um, it stars Amanda Stenberg, Maria Bakalova from Borat Subsequent Movie Film, um, Mihala Herald, Chase Sweet Wonders, Rachel Sennett, Lee Pace, and oh god, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson, yeah, I saw you was in it. Yeah. Why are um, you saying oh god, Pete Davidson? Like you didn't know he was in the movie when you clearly saw the movie. Yeah, well, Pete Davidson, he has big un big unlikable energy, is what I'll is what I'll say. But it, it plays well to his character in this film. Um so yeah, um Bodies, bodies, bodies. It's a it's a unique uh, uh, horror film slash uh, dark comedy, and it's about the it's about this group of like very spoiled, wealthy, uh, early twenty somethings, and they they gather together at uh, Pete Davidson's character's house, uh, his parents' house. It's like this this mansion, um, and they're having a hurricane party. So there's a hurricane that's rolling in, and they decide to um, you know hole up and you know try to try to have like a like a good time. And so they decide to play a game called Bodies Bodies Bodies, which is basically it's like a it's like an advanced game of like hide and seek where like the lights cut out and then somebody plays like the dead body and then everyone has to guess who killed uh the the person. Well, as as the game as the game begins, the 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 game becomes a little too real. And tensions and all sorts of ugliness uh, start to bubble up uh, 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 beneath the surface between all of these characters who, who are not only unlikable in the beginning, but they become much more unlikable as as the story progresses and, and as their fakeness, their facades start crumbling. Um, heated words get exchanged. Um, bodies start dropping for real. Uh, words that should have should have gone unsaid become said, and like. Uh, th- things just things just become a complete disaster all around, and so bodies, bodies, bodies. It's it's a it's a hilarious film in that you have all of these unlikable characters and their relationships, and you see like just like how much they're trying to like how pretentious they are and how they're trying to like maintain this facade of like they're being good people, they're being real, and like they're very much like Generation Z, like they're into they're into TikTok, they're into like social media, they're into like you know all sorts of like buzzwords and um they're they're trying to and, and and at the same time at the same time when bodies are dropping they're they're freaking out as to what's going on no cap son what no cap son yeah no no caps yeah whatever that means uh <laughs> um let's see uh pete uh pete davidson uh, he plays one of the characters who's just like 
who who basically leans into like his inherent douchebaggery in this role. It's like when you see him, I'm like. When when you see the character, like Pete Davidson has one of these auras, one of these faces. Like even if you don't know him personally, you just get the sense that you can't shake the feeling that he's a total asshole, and you see that in this film. And it's like, yep, yeah, the, the film is playing to his strengths. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you have the Lee Pace, who's like the way too old boyfriend of uh, of Rachel Senat's character, and it's like, who's it's like, what's this, what this? What whose grandfather is? Who's whose drunk uncle showed up in this film? And uh, yeah, that May December romance that those two characters have, him and Rachel Senna, is like kind of off putting, and you kind of see why they're attracted to each other. Um, Rachel Senna has like I think the best performance in the film. She plays this completely high strung, pretentious uh, young woman who has her own podcast, and she thinks that that makes her something special. And her friends call her out on her bullshit. Um, I also I also appreciated how the how the film was shot because like most of it is in the dark, and like most of the most of the shots are illuminated by someone's flashlight, someone's smartphone flashlight, or like or like a headlight that they wear. And and te- from a technical standpoint, it's actually pretty interesting how they pull that how they pull the filming off because a lot of it is like dark rooms and like and that kind of like raises the tension. Uh, so yeah, bodies, bodies, bodies. Um, it's a film uh, full of like rich, unlikable people. Um, you, you you hear the phrase "eat the rich." Well, watch the rich eat each other, and it's wonderful. Um, this is this is a, this is a great, uh, a very good film. Um, Halina Rain uh, did the damn thing with this one, directorial wise. I'm looking forward to seeing what she does next. Um, great cast here as well. So I'm great 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 to see Amanda Stenberg still doing her thing, and Maria Bakalova. She was also great in like I said in, in Borat, subsequent movie film. So she was also really good in this too. So definitely check it out. It's in theaters. Bodies, bodies, be, bodies. She's gonna be in uh, the next Guardians movie. Who? Uh, Maria Bakalova. Oh, nice. Okay. She's playing Cosmo the Space Dog. Oh, what? Well, okay, that's really good casting. Okay, yeah. I can see that. Oh, people were pissed. Oh, I bet they were. Well, because got in like the comics and stuff. They Cosmo was a boy, but they're actually going historically accurate. Yeah, like like the the uh, no the actual Cosmo the space dog was actually a girl dog. Yeah, it was like a yeah. Like yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's good casting. Okay. So yeah, uh, check the, check that out in theaters now. Bodies, bodies, bodies. And uh, last but not least, my last uh, uh, movie review is another horror movie, not by A twenty four, but it's also available on Peacock. It was in theaters this past June. It's called The Black Phone. Um, shout outs to uh, to Afton. She, I think she also recommended this film as well. Uh, the Black Phone is uh, directed by Scott Derrickson, uh, also co-written by C. Robert Cargill. Uh, they also uh, they they were also the the writing directorial uh, duo of Doctor Strange. Uh, Scott Derrickson also uh, directed Sinister as well. Um, so yeah, this film stars uh, uh, Ethan Hawke, uh, Jeremy Davies, uh, Mason Mason Thames. Madeline McGraw and James Ranson, Ransone, and this film takes place in the late seventies. Uh, Mason Thames plays it plays a young boy. Uh, let me see, what's his what's this character's name? Let me just look in the cast here. He plays a young boy named Finney, and Finney's uh, abducted by the Grabber, uh, played by Ethan Hawke, who tr- who drives around a neighborhood in in a black van, abducting uh, little boys oh, and locking them into his basement, and eventually killing them. And so Finney's like the latest abduction, and and then he um, he's locked in this in this concrete basement with like one window, 
and there's like one mattress on the on the uh, on the ground, and there's like this like old telephone on the wall. And so uh, Ethan Haw- Ethan Hawke's character, only known as the Grabber, he's like the serial killer. He's like he's always he always has his face covered in a mask, um, either fully or partially covered. He, he's basically like toying with Finny. Um, he's trying to like have like playing some sort of like creepy, disturbing game with him. And while he has him locked in his basement, uh, Finny starts receiving phone calls on this phone in the basement, and the phone and. The, on the the people on the other end are the former the late victims that the grabber unfortunately killed so uh it's through the through uh, his conversations with the uh, with the dead children on the phone that Finney has to has to quickly quickly figure out a way to escape uh the the basement and uh yeah it, this is a really this is a really good film it's a really effective uh horror story it's actually based on a short story um a really good cast too, as well. Uh, Madeline McGraw also plays Gwen, Finney's sister, who has some sort of like ESP abilities, which also come into play uh, in the movie. Uh, Jeremy Davies, um, you know Jeremy Davies. Like anytime you see his name, you know he's gonna play a creepy motherfucker, and and this film is no exception. Yep, I'm looking right at him. Like yep. Yeah, like soft-spoken, soft-spoken, creepy people who have a really uneasy aura about them. Jeremy Davies is that guy, um, or uh, many of the roles that he plays. And this one is no exception. He plays like a, a drunken, bitter, abusive father um, to, to Finney and Gwen. Um, yeah, so like his, his, so like seeing him was was uh, was like okay, yeah, it definitely adds to the creep factor. Um, Great, a really good horror film. It builds it builds tension quite well. Um, there's some some creative developments as to as to as like the as to the interactions between the grabber and Finney. Ethan Hawke, uh, really a pretty good turn, uh, even though his face is mostly obscured or partially obscured, and like he, his his character is just so ugh, just so icky, man. It's just like just like a creepier version of Arthur Harrow from Moon Knight. Like if if Arthur Harrow had a thing for yeah, turn yeah all just the way turned up. all the way up to ten and stuff. Just, yeah. like, just looking at Jeremy Davies, he played freaking Balder from God of War. Yep, that was him. Yeah, he was Balder in God of War. Oh yep. shit! Yeah, so, so yeah, man. Uh, uh, the Black Phone, uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, films of the year so far, along with X and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, this is a good year for horror for horror films right now. So yeah, yeah seeing a triple feature. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely get with those. Um, they're all they're all good date films as well, you know. So you want to sit down and watch X uh, 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 with 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 your boo. Definitely recommend that. Um, I didn't even watch the first one. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like bodies, 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 and and black phone, yeah. and uh, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm just I'm just still thinking about that that scene in X. No, I'm as you're describing. I mean, as you're describing Black Phone, I'm just like, this sounds way too close to home, don't it, Vic? Listen, the family knows what's up. Why haven't you turned this whole thing into like a screenplay? <laughs> Maybe I should. <laughs> like, there's your plot right there. Yeah, you know, you know, it's all right. I got some ideas, but uh. But yeah, man. Um, oh yeah, Inca says like those boxing moves though. Like what? Uh, referencing Black Phone. Um, you, you'll know it when you see it. But yeah, man. Those are the movies I watched. Those are the comics I've read. Uh, I know. I, I know. I You've went been long. Busy. You've yeah. been busy. 
Yeah, been been pretty busy. Ah. So um so yeah, like I said. Fuck me, Howard. I mean, if you see, when you when you see that scene, it's it's kind of hilarious because it's like, you know, it's like May Young at the two thousand Royal Rumble, like that, but funnier. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. This past weekend. <laughs> This past weekend, I took a trip out to Brooklyn. Word. And I went to the Battle Club Pro event, uh, Jabba Slam 2 house party, uh, hosted by our friends over at the Jabba Tears podcast, their uh, annual indie wrestling show. Um, And damn it, they put it down. Mm. Yeah, I saw some of your photos, man. I mean... from top to bottom, the show. First of all, it was a beautiful thing mm. to just be amongst my own people. Mm. Meaning, yep. black people my age range yep. who love wrestling just as much as I do. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like, I, it was like I had a sense of home with them. Oh, absolutely. And Janelle was like, yo, your family, like, you're, <laughs> you know, those are our friends. Yeah, man. <laughs> those are my, those are definitely my friends. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like, the card was great from top to bottom. I got to meet a lot of people, obviously, you know. It was actually my first time meeting Wilkins, Sir Wilkins, and Mr. Black in person. Oh, They've wow. been on our show mm-hmm. a couple of times. Yep. But it was my first time meeting them in person. I have met Janelle uh, once before when I went to uh, New York Comic Con. Yeah. But, yeah, it was my first time meeting them. And it was just like I saw them the other day. Mm-hmm. You know, because obviously we talk online and stuff. And it was just, it was just like, yo, good to meet y'all. They loved the Codex 300 shirts that they got. That. Nice. So, uh, big ups to Infamous Customs, obviously. And then also, I met, um, even though I've been friends with, uh, I've been friends with them for a while now, uh, Stan Michael, the king of R&B, and uh, his girlfriend, Shantice uh, Bullock from uh, Talk of Champions. And it was the same thing. It was like, we was just talking and vibing like we have known each other for years. Hmm. Oh, that's dope. And... Yo, Stan Michael could go in the ring. Mm. He could go. Like, but um I'll get more into I'll get more into that. Yeah. So I managed to meet um my apologies, UWO, but Willow Nightingale. Okay. Nice. Oh, they was just like, I'm mad. I was like, we got I posted a picture and they said we got beef. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a real sweetheart? She's so perky. Yeah, well like she's just so perky and stuff. I'm like, yo, you are just awesome. Yeah, I've seen a couple of her matches on AEW. Yeah, she yeah. has. Um, Mia Yim. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, she was really, like, she was just dumb cool. Showed her the picture. I was, I had to think it because I remember I drew a picture of Mia Yim, <laughs> and she liked it. Then it just, from my standards, which ain't really too high, but, like, <laughs> it went viral for me. <laughs> so right. I think that for that, um, Big Swole, who's just had an awesome personality, <laughs> and, um. Faye Jackson. Oh, okay. Sw- 
just a sweetheart. Mm. And I also met, now, do you remember, like, maybe two years ago, a woman sung Chris Jericho's theme at AEW Revolution? Yeah. And she had the choir? Yeah. Well, her name was Meredith Bell, and she was there, too. Okay. Like, I recognized her from that, and, like, she was just, she was just, like, her energy was just amazing. Like everybody's energy was just amazing. Like they all, they all messing around with Codex and stuff. Nice. Um, but some of the matches I want to get into, like one of my favorite matches was the Survival of the Fittest uh, Battleweight Championship match, mm-hmm. where it actually started off with four contenders, and then twelve other ones. Okay. So there's four contenders in the ring, and they have a fatal four-way, mm-hmm. but it only lasts for one minute. Yep. After the minute is up, it turns into a battle royal. Okay. And then the last four competitors that are in the ring, mm-hmm. it goes back to being a fatal four-way. Okay. Hmm. And banger. Mm-hmm. Like, it took me a while to understand it, but banger of a match. Okay. Bang of a match. Janai Kai, who's actually uh, was on featured on uh, AEW, was in a uh, she won a uh, submission match against Bronesaw Brooks. So two female uh, women's submission match. Mm-hmm. Mighty impressed. Yeah. Uh, the opening contest: uh, Steve Pena against Mysterious Q. Also another great opening contest. Um. The main event was Mia Yim versus Big Swole, which ended up in the disqualification and turned into a, a DQ match. I mean, not a DQ match, a uh, tag team match. Okay. But I will have to say this. And for my New York uh, New Yorkers out there, pause. <laughs> the most entertaining match was Faye Jackson's Gray Sweatpants Battle Royal. Gray sweatpants. Battle Gray Royal. sweatpants battle royal. What is that? Everybody in the match wore gray sweatpants. Okay. You gotta know. Oh, I take it that you don't know the the stigma of gray sweatpants. Ah, uh, were, were there Tim's involved as well? One car- One person did wear sweatpants. Tim's. Okay. Yeah. But no. That's huh. not quite. Okay, what's it? The, okay, what's the uh, gray sweatpants? Let's just say it, a gray sweatpants to a woman is basically like when women wear lingerie for men. Hmm. Okay. You can just see things. Ah. Okay. I gotcha. Um, but the but yeah, that was that was a very like it was a very interesting match, full of pop, full of you know great cheap pops. It was a lot of Gaga. It was, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I it was it, it was entertaining, mm-hmm. and that's where I saw. This is when I actually finally get to see uh, Stan Mike because he puts up like training videos and stuff yeah. and little highlights of his matches and stuff. So his game is the king of R&B. He can legit sing. Mm-hmm. So he comes out, 
He sing, he sings. He puts somebody in a wrist lock. He sings into their fist like like it's a mic. And mm-hmm. he did some high flying cruiserweight moves. He's a short guy, but like mm-hmm. he did some cruiserweight moves. I'm like, holy shit! Like, mm. like I was completely impressed. Like it's to the point where I want to get him. Like he's told me he wants to wrestle in the New England area, and like I want to speak to people and get him working over here. Yeah, absolutely. Cause the dude is talented. I'll show you a highlight video when I get it uh, after the show. Okay. But dude, yeah, dude killed it. But oh my god, that was, it was just a lot of comedy involved in that one. And um, I forget her name, and I'm highly upset about it. But a woman won the match. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a woman won the Green Sweatpants Battle Royal. So it was like a very interesting plot twist. But, yo, mm. overall, Jabba Slam, mm. all out amazing show. I wish I could have went to uh, Black Magic, Black Girl Magic uh, the night before because it would have been just an amazing uh, weekend of independent wrestling. Mm. But, um, yo, if they're, doing it, if they're doing it next year, I got to go. Okay. Because yeah. it was a lot of fun. And, yeah, I, I can't wait to go back to New York and uh, kick it with Jabba Tears again. Mm. Like, those are just, like, like I said, if you would have went there, you would have enjoyed their energy. Yeah. It's and, obviously, I'm repping the shirt. Yep, I see that. And is there a way you can watch uh, Jabba Slam 2 at all? I'm not sure yet, but I know you can catch highlights on like the Jabba Tears uh, podcast, uh, social, on, yeah, on their social medias, and also um, on the Battle Club Pro social media as well. Okay. So uh, yeah, big shout outs to them. Um, over the past few weeks, I checked out I Am Group on Disney Plus. Okay. Five episodes. Each of them no longer than five minutes. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. It was just little cute little, okay. cute little shorts. Okay. A baby group. Oh. I'm like, that's what it is. And it was funny. All right. How about that? Yeah. Cool. No no crazy MCU tie-ins. Mm-hmm. Just Groot's little adventures. Okay. Little five-minute adventures. And you're like, eh, this is cute. Oh, that's nice. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, I actually do recommend you watch him. Just get a nice, nice little chuckle. Like, oh, that's cute. All right. I might look into that. Um, on the video game front, I picked up Madden 23. They're still making those? Yes. Yes, they are. And this one was the uh, tribute to John Madden, who passed away uh, a few months back. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God. I've only gotten to play the uh, John Madden Legacy game. So you just had a lot of stars of the past and present. One on the NFC, another on the AFC, and they just come together. You can hear they do a nice little tribute to John Madden in the um, for the halftime show. You're playing in the Coliseum, which is uh, the, the the LA Coliseum back when. Um, when are you going to watch Peacemaker, Carl? I don't know. You should watch Peacemaker. We'll on. on one condition. What's that? You do a TikTok of doing a dance. Hell no. And there you go. <laughs> right. You can vogue on TikTok, but you won't do the Peacemaker dance. I don't have TikTok. I never will. Not mine. No, no, I'm good. You did. Hey, you vogued. Yeah, and 
That's once and you got again. into it, by the way. You can see it in his face when he did his little look at me. Slick. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, but um, I have fun doing that. And yeah, my Madden rage was coming back. I'm like, I haven't felt this in a long time. Yeah, I was like, this is fun. Hmm. Yeah. So, so like. Oh yeah, I got to play. I got to play with names that like. Oh my God, Warren Sapp. Like obviously, you know, being a Cowboys fan, I'm. I went NFC. I went to NFC. So Brett Favre was my quarterback. Uh, court tight ends: Jason Witten and George Kittle, uh, because they're past and present. And then you know you're playing. I'm playing with Lawrence Taylor, Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Reggie White, the late great Reggie White, Warren Sapp. I'm sitting there like. Yo, these is names. Deion Sanders. How could I forget prime time? So it's like, I was just like, wow, this is dope. I'm like, this was cool. This was cool to play. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, what was his name? Um, I know you said Reggie Miller. Reggie White. Reggie White and um, Lawrence Taylor. Those are Lawrence Taylor, was it? Yeah. Yeah. He he main evented WrestleMania 11, did he? Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad match. I mean, it, it was what it was. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, living, reliving the uh, the glory days of the '90s, which is well, yeah. '90s. Oh, it, it's like all like all decades and stuff. Oh, that's cool. That's so cool. Of, yeah, even like our the NFC kicker was Morton Anderson. Yeah. You know um. But yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to you know doing my season like I do every year. Um, King of Fighters 15. I have played it and. Uh, had a previous uh, Freddy Cup, so uh, man, I've been wanting to get that game as well. So finally, pick it up so I can get better at it, so I can you know beat the beat the rest of the guys. Mm-hmm. And I've been on my eBay hunt. Okay. A lot. I got you know one really vintage one. That's mm. I can't say older than both our parents. <laughs> so right now, so with this one, I have the the Amazing Spider-Man number one free comic book day from. The free comic book day edition uh, from 2007. This is actually the first appearance of Jackpot and Mr. Negative, if you remember one of the villains from the Spider-Man game. Martin Lee, who runs the feast. This is his first appearance. Okay. Um, I got Captain America 360 from 1989, I believe, but it's it's the first appearance of Crossbones. Um, Incredible Hulk 418, which is the first appearance of Talos, one of the scrolls who appears in the uh, MCU. A lot of, um, okay, this one's actually this one could actually be the oldest comic book I own. It's from 1967. Okay, and it's Fantastic Four number 65, the first appearance of Ronan the Accuser. Oh, okay. Main villain from the first Guardians of the Galaxy and made his appearance for in, uh, in Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have The Trial of Astonishing Ant-Man number 12, which is actually the first Darren Cross, uh, his first appearance as Yellow Jacket. So and if you remember from the first Ant-Man movie, Darren Cross was the, um, was the main villain. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have The New Avengers 27. Which is the first appearance of uh, Clinton Barton as Clint Barton as Ronan. So obviously he made his appearance as Ronan in uh, Avengers Endgame and the um, the Hawkeye series. Journey into Mystery number one, 
the birth of Krakoa. So it actually, it wasn't the first appearance of Krakoa. That was in Giant Size X-Men number one. So obviously I can't afford that one. And um, it actually tells the origin story of the mutant island of Krakoa. Okay. All right. Uh, Ghost Rider number one, but this is actually the first of Danny Ketch, which is uh, Johnny Blaze's long lost little brother. And he ends up taking on the uh, the Ghost Rider mantle for a little while. And the brand new uh, Predator number one. Oh. There's an appetizer for Prey in there. So I'm like, I really need to watch this movie now. Yeah, it's a damn good movie. And um, it's written by Ed Brisson and the art by Kev Walker. And uh, a young girl watches her parents get brutally murdered by Predator, and she grows up into the future, and she vows to get revenge. Okay. Very simple story. Nice. All right. So, if it's ongoing, no. If it's, you know, a limited series, then yeah, I'll I'll get it just for the sake. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Or at least to the first story arc ends. Yeah, since uh, since Disney owns both Predator and Alien, both former Fox properties. Yeah, Can okay. we get a better version? The only, I think, the, honestly, the only good thing about those movies was Sonali. Oh, Aliens vs. Predator? Yeah. yeah. The first one was okay. Mm. Heard but like, the best thing was Sonali. Requiem? No. <laughs> I heard that was horrible. <laughs> no. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Yeah, I'm good. I, I'm... Yeah, I haven't bothered with either film, so like I've only stuck with the the Predator series, like the main four films plus yeah. Prey, and Prey Prey is so awesome though. Definitely, definitely check that out. It's on Hulu. Yeah, I plan on it. I definitely do plan on it. Are you ordering these or going to comic book stores? Both. Yeah. Both. I'll go on eBay and um and then some I'll get from my uh, comic book store. Mm. Always haunting. So yeah. That's exactly what I've been up to. Nice. Yeah, man. Lots of lots of good stuff out there, man. Some comics, some uh some movies. Yeah, there's plenty plenty of stuff, uh plenty of stuff out there for comic book heads out there for sure. Um so yeah, we'll we'll get into our our topic of the week. Uh we just came up with with, with it well, you came up with it earlier today. I was like, Yeah, why not? So let's talk about some uh you know Favorite or memorable movie soundtracks, like soundtracks that we liked, um, even like film scores as well that can also throw in, be thrown in the mix. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so since since you since you picked up the, the topic, why don't you start us off? Like any soundtracks that come. Um, up? this was actually off of a off of a TikTok I got, and they just do you know throughout a lot of good ones, and one of them I do have to mention is Soul Food. Hmm. Soul food, okay. Okay, interesting pick. Uh go ahead. Go ahead. Drew Hills, we're not making love no more. All them bit milestones, uh, I care about you. Mm-hmm. Uh hold on, let me look that up. The soul food Sandra. Uh Okay, here we go. The track list, and let me see. Obviously, a song from Mama, a uh, staple in weddings to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, call me What About Us, Total, featuring Missy and Timberland. <laughs> what about you? Play another slow, um, Usher and Monica's slow jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Mm. Yeah, I mean it was a 
yeah, it was a pretty it was a pretty good soundtrack, you know. You know, for one of the one of the uh, most well-known films of the well-known black films of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um you know, although I will I will say um in Soul Food, Cousin Faith still ain't shit. And uh <laughs> And and that's our stance. That's our official stance on the Codex Prime podcast. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. yeah. And and the Boondocks had it, the Boondocks had it right. Like they they, they ate the same food that killed Kill his them. mama. It's like, do, do do you not? Okay, well, but yeah, Soulful is still Soulful is still a good movie. But good soundtrack though. Good choice. What you got? Um, taking it to like recent years, um, we we got it. We got to give a, a shout out to the Black Panther soundtrack. Oh, absolutely! Like, and of course, like the score by Lu- the Oscar winning score by Ludwig Göransson. Which, damn, like the Killmonger theme, no, Chef's Kiss. Oh, I'm thinking of the the actual soundtrack. Oh yeah, but the, but the actual soundtrack. Yeah, getting back to that, that's that's a banger. Like all the stars, Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Uh, X by Schoolboy Q Two Chains, uh, what else? Uh, King's Dead, J Rock, uh, Kendrick Lamar, Future, James Blake, Missing with that bullshit. Yep. Oh man. Um, Pray for me with uh, the Paramedic. Weekend. That's the name of the song. Paramedic. Yep. Love that. Love that song. Oh yeah, Big Shot with with Kendrick Lamar, Travis Scott. Yeah. Yeah, like this was like. Like I was, I was playing this playing this soundtrack hard when, Me too. like prior to Black Panther and for most of 2018. This is like one of those like no skip soundtracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, which I'm actually really looking forward to Wakanda Forever's soundtrack. I want to see how that turns out. Oh, man. It's gonna be emotional. I mean. Oh, it will. It will. Um, Wakanda Forever. Like I said, like, like as far as the movie goes, if it can top everything everywhere all at once, it probably won't. <laughs> it's got some big shoes to fill. It's got a lot of heavy lifting against it, man. That's your opinion. I, I still haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen that one. So, <sighs> yo, that that movie is like, yo, that movie gets me moist. And you and you lowered your voice to say it too. <laughs> moving on. Yes. Uh, moving, moving on. Okay. Moving on. Yep. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Uh, what else we got for soundtrack? The Dead President soundtrack. Bam, yo! You talk about one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. Big payback, James Brown. I shouldn't have to say anything more. I love the Spanish. I'll be around. Never gonna gonna give you up. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Smiling faces. Oh, I love that one. The Look of Love by Isaac Hayes. Hmm. Yep. Who sampled it? Look of Love. Ooh. Um. Don't even look it up. That's cheating. I give you three guesses. Okay. Can you give me a hint? Nope. Damn. Because it's kind of easy. I should I should know this one. You should. Thinking? You should. Look of love. Uh, was it? Um, oh, uh, sidebar. John Hopkins says the crow really captured the mood. Nice variety. Yep, that's a good one right there. Um, Method Man. Nope. Ghostface Killer. Nope. Uh, One more. Uh, J. Cole? Nope. Yeah. Jay-Z? Jay-Z. Oh. What song, what song did he use it for? Hold on. I feel like I should... You should know this. And... Well... 
Let's see, he's looking up the sun. Come on. You know oh, this. Can I Live? Thank yes. you. Yes. Okay, okay. Such a, such a great song, too, by the way. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Man, Reasonable Doubt, man. This, the samples on that. Yeah. It's incredible. But yeah. Yes. Dead Presidents. Oh, yeah. Like, like Dead Presidents. Like, that soundtrack, like, two two volumes. That's how good the soundtrack was. Like, it's impeccable. Um, I'm hoping the Criterion Collection, like, re- restores that film. Like they did with the Menace, Menace to Society, they and, never did. Yeah, because I know Dead Presidents. I think it. I think it came out on the Criterion Collection on Laserdisc, like way back in the '90s. But it never made its way to like Blu-ray. Um, like there's still only like a, a letterboxed DVD, um, which it's like for a movie that good. It's like I don't want to watch it on a, in a in a postage stamp size box. But. But yeah, man, um, that's that's a good one. Dead Presidents, uh, great great movie, great soundtrack too. But Big Payback, man, Oof, that's my shit right there. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, another great soundtrack too, and also a great movie, man. Like, you, you, you I mean, especially for all all my you know seventies heads, disco heads, Saturday Night Fever. Eh, yeah, you know, I guess. Like, it's, like it's disco. So it's, I don't really, I didn't grow up on disco. Well. Right, but like, but like Saturday Night Fever. Like, I actually listened to the whole soundtrack, and after watching the movie, like, it's like, it's like one of those like perfect albums that like captures like the essence of a time period. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, like John Travolta was a bad motherfucker, yo. Like on the dance floor, like yo, dude, yo, dude could rip it on the floor. But like, of course, like w- this is like one of the most heavily sampled uh, soundtracks in hip hop. Like Staying Alive by the Bee Gees, yeah. uh, How Deep Is Your Love. Night Fever, um, what else? You should be dancing like that. That that that's just the jam right there. Jive talking, boogie shoes. Like you talk about samples on samples on samples. Like this is like this is like this is a soundtrack album that many a DJ and producer in the hip hop genre just sampled left and right and made classics of their own. Like off this, this is like this is like the blueprint. Like you talk about like albums from like that predate hip hop that that shaped the genre as it is today you have to give props to Saturday Night Fever just for the samples alone and the soundtrack itself is banging too i mean disco inferno shit yo listen listen i mean back in the day like if you if you ask any of your parents or grandparents or uncles they were probably tearing it up on the dance floor you know getting their mac on you know to 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 some of those pretty so those tenderonies back in the day. There's a lot of cocaine in disco clubs. A lot of cocaine in, in Studio 54. So yeah, a lot of Studio 54 shenanigans going on nationwide. But your, your aunts and uncles and maybe your grandparents have some stories to tell. Ask them about it. Saturday Night Fever. Not to that. My family, not, it wasn't Saturday Night Fever. They, they, it was more like Shaft. Oh, Shaft. That was it. Oh, Shaft All right, now yeah. this one, you're going to be mad. Uh-oh. But damn it. You hate the movie, mm-hmm. but you cannot deny the soundtrack. What's that? Space Jam. You hate the movie, but you can't deny the soundtrack. Seal's cover of Fly Like an Eagle. I love that cover, man. Sp- Space Jam by the Quad City DJs. It's a, it's a banging track, man. I have to admit, Space Jam is a trash movie. Hit him high, the Monstars anthem. With Be Real, Busta Rhymes, Coolio, LL Cool J, and Method Man. That, that's a banger. Certified. For You, I Will by Monica. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Basketball, Jones, Barry White, and Chris Rock. Yep. All of my days, uh, Changing Faces featuring R. Kelly. Uh, who? Excuse me. Um, yeah, <laughs> R. Kelly and Jay-Z. Damn, Jay-Z's regretting that Best of Both Worlds album, isn't he? Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> they made two, right? Yeah. Oh, shit. Both of both, best of Both Worlds and an Unfinished Business, and both of them ended in chaos. Damn. Wow. And uh, Buggin' by Bugs Bunny. Bugs, is that the one where Elmer, Elmer, Elmer Fudd was rapping? No, Bugs Bunny was rapping. Oh, huh. Okay. And guess who wrote it? Jay Z. Yep. Really? Yes. Shit, I, that was a shot in the dark. <laughs> yeah, Jay Z wrote "Bugging" by Bugs Bunny. Oh my god! Wow. Wow that that was something, man. Okay. Yeah, I mean Space Space Jam. Uh, I mean, I mean, we, we you hate the movie, but it's you cannot deny the soundtrack. I mean, yeah, like I've always said it, like like the soundtrack was the best thing about that movie. Actually, the only good thing about that movie. And it's fun for the eleven year old in me. You could tell that movie was 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 made by cocaine. Like you had no. to have drug drugs no. made that movie. No, Pootie Tang was. <laughs> Pootie Tang. You better put some respect on Pootie Tang's name. I don't think I will. You will. You need to watch the movie, and you will put some respect. Yeah, I'll say it to this: if you, if anybody from any universe hmm. can lift Monia, it's Pootie Tang. This is high praise right here. Somebody in there can help me. Um, Actually, you know, we'll do. One more movie soundtrack from each of us, because I got a question I would like to ask you okay. and all our viewers watching right now. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see what we got here. Do, 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 do. What was another good soundtrack? Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking, mm. looking up some ones right now. Cause there's so many. Uh where was it? I think. Um, let's see. Another another good soundtrack, of course, was um, I mean, Top Gun, the original. By okay. uh, I mean, Kenny Loggins was a soundtrack king of the '80s. I mean, Footloose, Caddyshack. I mean, Danger Zone. Danger Zone's still my shit. I don't give a damn what anybody <laughs> says. Danger Zone. I mean, and Top Gun Maverick, when that movie comes out on 4K Blu-ray November 1st, I'm copping it. It's a Steelbook too, Steelbook edition. It's I, you know, I'm gonna be all over that shit. Hey, I'm not knocking. I am not mad at you. Oh yeah. (laughs) Okay. Top Gun. All right, Mize. Where'd it go? This is one that I feel like was a hit Mm -hmm. during our, you know. Baggy jeans, throwback, throwback jersey wearing days. Okay. The Bad Boys Two soundtrack. Hmm. Okay. Bad Boys Two it had a Shake Your Tail Feather song. Shake right? Your Tail Feather. Show yeah. Me a Soul. La La La. Okay. Uh, Realist N Words. Uh, Biggie and uh, Fifty. Mm-hmm. Flipside Freeway by and Petey Crack. Yep. I was a. I, I was a Rockefeller fan. 
Mm. Yeah, like that was a pretty good soundtrack. Yeah, uh, hmm. that was. Uh, you want to know what also was a good soundtrack too? What's that? Hustle and Flow. It was. Yeah, it I was. Mean, I'm not even knocking it. Yeah, like like Three Six Mafia legitimately won an Oscar for yeah. best original song. It's hard out here for a pimp. Yep. Uh, whoop that trick. Um, let's see. Uh, keep hustling. You know, Terrence Howard actually had bars, man. He, I mean, he he threw it down, man. Bang. Yeah, and when you think about it too, like Hustle and Flow could be like the prequel to Empire in a way. Cause yeah. Because that's Roger B. Henson. Yeah. 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 That that was a good movie too, man. Wow. It really was, man. Yeah. What's good with What's good with you, Iron Man? Man. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, but I'm a, I want to ask this question. Yeah. I've been asking this at work and a couple of people around, and there's only one right answer. Okay. Got it off of TikTok, and I was like, you know what? I need to ask this. Ask this around. Mm. Who would win in a fight? Okay. Predator or Kevin from Home Alone? <laughs> what? Kevin has 24-hour prep time. Predator. Kevin. Predator's fucked. How is he fucked? Like, all he has to do is use infrared vision and pinpoint where Kevin is and just shoot him. Listen, Kevin freaking took down two burglars with three-hour prep time. Twice. Just imagine Kevin with 24 hours prep time. He's creative. Yeah, but these... Predator's fucked. No, you're talking about like two bumbling burglars played by Joe Pesci and uh, Daniel Stern. Yeah, you're right. And if they, and and let me say, if they actually used accurate science, Mm -hmm. they would have died. Oh, yeah. Like the paint can alone would have killed them. Now, let's think think to part two. Uh Uh-huh. The bricks. Oh, yeah. From a, from a a brick falling from the top of a building. Oh, that's game over. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 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 bricks and paint cans would not kill a predator. Like like Kevin, he he would buy himself time if he like covered his body in mud because a predator can't see can't see you then if you're covered in mud. But the minute Kevin starts moving, he's he's gonna be vaporized by his by the predator's shoulder can. Kevin is smart Boom. enough to do that. Kevin is smart enough. He'll survive for like a minute, literally a minute. Like Predator, come on! Like, because yep. Predator. Pre- Predator has one. Well, he has, Predator's like I said, fucked. he has heat vision, infrared vision. He's got the claw. He's got the the shoulder claws. Listen, and, Kevin is creative. And if if Predator, if it gets down to it, Predator can just blow himself and Kevin up with his gauntlet. Twenty four hour prep time. Kevin can get creative. Do not underestimate. Don't underestimate Kevin's creativity. You're making Kevin McAllister sound like John Wick. Come on. Kevin McAllister is the John Wick of our childhood, okay? <laughs> and you can't deny it. I mean, I've seen Home Alone like thousands of times probably, so... And you cannot deny it. Yo, um, in, in some bizarro, like, variant universe, maybe. Like, if Kevin McAllister grew up in, like, some sort of, like, hellish hell world where... He got left his parents... His- parents went on a freaking trip still kind of want to know what the fuck his father did for a living i don't know maybe he had the same job as tommy i don't know he (laughs) paid for that entire family to go to paris during christmas time 
Oh, maybe his job was hunting predators. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, kept- that's trauma on it. On a suburban eight-year-old boy, and he managed to survive that. He, yeah, yeah. You know that makes you think that there should be like a reboot of Home Alone. There's been like three of them. No, I'm talking about an R-rated dark reboot produced by A24. No, there right? is a, oh, it already happened. By the way, not but not produced by A24, but it's already happened. What's that? Rambo. Uh, the oh yeah, Rambo. Rambo's Last, Last Blood. Blood. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, reviews compared it to Home Alone. Mick Foley compared it to Home Alone first. <laughs> oh, gross. Oh, John Hapana says gross point blank soundtrack. Oh, yeah, that's one of John's all-time favorite movies. Is it really? Yeah, with uh, John Cusack. Oh, okay. Okay, that's a good choice. Yep, gross point blank. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man, Predator, come on. Yeah, no. Predator's fucked. Nah. Nah, like... Like I said, the infrared version, the heat vision alone would just, he'd win the game. It'd be unfair. Tony, don't underestimate Kevin. is, Kevin is John, Kevin was John Wick in the making. (laughs) I mean, he did what he had to do to survive the night. And he did it well. And he did all that with like two to three hours prep time. Okay. All right. The same thing when he went to his uncle's house that was being renovated in New York. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. So just imagine, that was like good three-hour prep time. So just imagine with a full 24 hours. Okay. All right, well, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to have to agree to disagree. Uh, looking at um, John's comment here. No, I still have not seen Gross Point Blank after all these years. Me neither, so don't feel bad. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get around to it eventually. He's not going to do it. I mean, well, I know John's been asking me to watch Moana for years. Watch what? Moana. I just never got around to it. He only watched it because he has a daughter. Yeah, that's true. But (laughs) but still, like... I've never actually sat and watched it. Like, I've had it on, you know, when I had my stepdaughters. But Mm. never, like, fully sat and just sat and watched it. Mm. Watched Encanto. I still haven't seen that one either. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Everyone says it. Um, oh, of course. Like, if we're talking about uh, good, good soundtracks, even though the movie was booty butt cheeks, and that that is a banger. I mean, you know, I mean, Boondocks. Yeah, but like, yeah, this movie was terrible. It was visually captivating. Terrible movie. Great soundtrack. And we're talking about Belly, nineteen ninety eight. Hi, uh, Hype Williams directed, starring Nas and the late DMX, <laughs> T-Boz. I was going to mention Belly, too. But... Nas was like, oh, T-Boz, I got shot. Let's go to Africa. Africa. Great acting by Nas. Yeah, okay. Um, but, I mean, the, the acting was booty butt cheeks, but the soundtrack was certified hot fire. The movie was made for the soundtrack. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, It was just basically like a two-hour music video, basically. Well, yeah, I had like Devil's Pie by D'Angelo, DJ Premier. That's yeah. still a banger. Grand Finale, DMX, Charul, Method Man, Nas. Um, let's see, what I else? We was listening to that at the barbershop the other day. Oh. Uh, Moving Out by Maya, Raekwon, and Noriega. Top Shutter, DMX, oh, Sean yeah. Paul, Mr. Vegas. Crew Love. 
Here comes the boom. Jay Z, Beanie Siegel, Memphis Bleak. Militia Remix, Gangstar, Rakim, WC. Man, you had a lot, lot of, lot of good bangers on this soundtrack for sure. But damn it, that movie was not good at all. I saw it twice, and I'm the most. What it had an incomprehensible plot. Drop down on there. Oh yeah, the, 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 I don't the, like the, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, I, yeah. The mo- mo- movie was no bueno, but that soundtrack was un- unimpeachable. Though I'll give it props for that. Unimpeachable. <laughs> I see what you did there. What? What? You say unimpeachable. Uh, okay. Was it? it? Just made me think of the Patriots. Oh. Oh, right, right. <laughs> um, oh, man. Patriots. Speaking of which, is that, is that a, what's that sport called? Foosball? Is that still coming back? Is that still a thing? Yep. Yep. Obviously, if I just reviewed Madden, so, you know. Yeah. That means it is. So, you're still rooting for the for the Dallas? Cowboys, you're damn right. I'm going to do it every year. I am a fan. Like, it's not happening. I mean, okay, so it says 2022 minus... When was, the, when was their Super Bowl victory? 95. 95. Yes, 27 years ago. Yeah, it's been 27 years, man. Yeah. It's time to move on. Like, no, it's not. If, if we're talking not. about somebody... Fan, then, I'll be, then I'll be no different from the bandwagon jumping Patriot fans that went and hopped on the Tampa <laughs> Bay Buccaneers bandwagon. Well, well, Patriots fans don't deserve to be loved. We, we know this, God but... But 27 years, I mean, to put that in perspective, if somebody was born 27 years ago, they would have graduated college. They probably would have gotten a master's degree. They probably have a, they probably just have a kid of their own. Yeah. They'll probably be a newlywed by now. Mm-hmm. That's a whole life. Yep. I don't care. And, and you're, and listen. listen, listen, listen. There are Vikings fans out there and they never won a Super Bowl. There are Browns fans out there. Okay. Mm-hmm. There. There are Detroit Lions fans out there. They never won a Super Bowl. Yeah. So, ain't no different. <laughs> John says it's going to be another 27 years. <laughs> we shall see. You know, we shall funny. see. So, and now it's our annual. It's it's time what? for the for the annual Cowboys Cowboys fan rant. Okay. This is our year. There you go. Well, uh, you, you know it's funny. Like uh, when you know when my dad and I were watching WrestleMania 38, uh, it took place in a Dallas Cowboys Sportatorium. AT and T Stadium. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, that 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 place. And uh, Sportatorium's been knocked down for years now. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I was uh, you know I was I was trying to like you know crack a joke about the about the about the Cowboys. I said that oh you know this takes place in Dallas, right? In the in the AT and T Stadium. He's like oh yeah, it's like that's like the Dallas Cowboys says, yeah, they're a loser team. Like, they haven't won anything in, like, 27 years. And, like, and my dad, he ruined the joke. My dad was like, oh, well, they won before, right? They won a championship, right? I said, yeah, they won five of them. I said, yeah, okay, that's that's cool. Like, why are you trolling the team? I'm like, but, Dad, they haven't won in almost 30 years. And he said, that's okay. They won five. That's fine. <laughs> and I'm like, you, you ruined it, Dad. You, you, ruined my tro- you ruined my Dallas Cowboys trolling. It's not fun. Stop pointing out facts. It took the Patriots forty years to get their first one. True. All right. And well, they have to. They probably have to cheat to do it. But anyway. But yeah. But yeah. <sighs> um, 
foosball. That's cool. Um, yeah, once when your Cowboys lose for their 28th year in a row, you know, you can come holler at me and, uh, you know, we can all laugh at your expense as per usual. <laughs> Yo, mama. <laughs> hey, I mean, listen, facts are facts. I mean, <laughs> I mean... I mean, let, let's let's say that let's say that let's say that the Cowboys make it to the Super Bowl. Let's say that they win. I'll I'll have a wicked nightmare extract on the show if that happens. <laughs> but we, Shake on it. You know, I'm so confident that the Cowboys will not will not win will not make it and or win to the Super Bowl. You know what? If the Cowboys if the Cowboys if the Cowboys even if they make it, they have to win the game. If the Cowboys win this season Super Bowl, I'll have a Wicked Nightmare extract on this podcast. And you know what? I'm so confident that it's not going to happen. Let's shake on it right now. Mm. You see it right here. You it's see documented. it right here. It's documented. Y'all know, y'all know that I'm so right. It's it's, it's an easy layup. I, I almost feel bad, man. It's like kicking, like making fun of a Cowboys fan. It's like uh, you know, kicking a kicking an old man while they're down, or like kicking someone out their wheelchair. How about if I just put the Wicked Nightmare extract inside a Chick Fil A sandwich? You know what? Shut up! <laughs> you know what? If the Dallas Cowboys win this this season's uh, Super Bowl, I will have, for the first time and perhaps last time ever in my life, a Chick-fil-A sandwich live on the air with Wicked Nightmare extract on it. A dab of it. Let's shake on it. It's documented. Mega power. Mega powers. Ooh, yeah. Dig it. Dig it. Yeah. Yes, right there. You see it documented, episode two ninety seven. I mean, this is so easy. I mean, I already know that I'm never gonna have a Chick Fil A sandwich. I'm never gonna have that Wicked Nightmare extract. So, you know what? It's easy. It's an easy layup for me. Swish, Kobe. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna send this to Roger Goodell. I'm like, yo. Let's fix this shit for one year. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh yes, and yes, the Drive soundtrack. Yes, excellent soundtrack, uh, John. Okay. Did I see Drive? Yeah, with uh, Ryan Gosling. Got a bunch of like really cool like '80s sounding. Oh okay. Electric songs like a uh, Night Call by Kavinsky. That was good. A real hero. Yeah, that was a, that was a banger of a soundtrack. Under Your Spell by Desire. Yeah. Dope stuff. Great movie too. It's, damn, I can't believe it's been eleven years since that movie came out. Oh damn. Yeah. Damn time goes by fast. All right, yeah. I'm tired because I gotta work in the morning. I ain't been. To, I haven't actually slept in a bed in like two days. Oh yeah. Wow. Well, you gotta get. You gotta get on that. And uh, and uh, what? And before you go to bed, why don't you have yourself a nice serving of Silk City hot sauce? I actually am. I actually am. About to right now because I haven't eaten dinner yet. Oh yeah, yeah. Silk City hot sauce. Uh, use the promo code Codex to get fifteen percent off your order. All sorts of tantalizing flavors, uh, such as a uh, killer hot dragon, uh, ram skull, uh, slurp, uh, nightmare. Um, all sorts of all sorts of unique flavors. You can titillate the juices of your taste buds by going to SilkCityHotSauce.com and using the promo code Codex to get fifteen percent off your order. You said titillate juices, okay? Oh yes. Hashtag maximum male models. <laughs> that was that. <laughs> that was that, that was like they really said that legitimately on the air one day. 
But uh, you're just like, yep. You just heard him like, yep. I'm using that one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. There's that, and also Infamous Customs. That's M F A M U Customs. You can go there. Infamouscustoms.com. Also on Instagram, order a bunch of Codex Prime T-shirts and apparel, as well as customizable T-shirts of your design. Send your designs over to Infamous Customs, and they'll hook you up as well. Shout out to Friend After War. Also, co- Codex 300, September 17th. Doors open at 6 p.m. Show starts at 8 a.m. Come through. We're going to have special guests. Uh, Chuck Staten from the Chuck and Brad podcast. Uh, Pop Stu. Um, Bad Lads coming through. Um, oh, my God. David Morales is going to come back. And hopefully, you know, he's feeling okay after uh, <laughs> this indie event this past week. Mm-hmm. Weekend. Um, yeah. Yeah, Kellen Thomas got him again. Nice. <laughs> um, um, it, it, it's gonna be a great time. Oh, guest and confirmed guest, Chris Revel. Let's chat with Chris Revel. Is gonna be there too. So, nice. all these great podcasters. It's gonna be a hell of a time. Make sure you come through, show some love, show some support. It's gonna be a great time at the Cornerstone Complex, twenty five Maple Street in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. September 17th. You don't want to miss this one. That's right. That's right. Yep. We are three episodes away from episode 300. Damn, so, shit went by fast. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Come one, come all. Also, you can find all of our episodes on Facebook Live, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Wherever you can find podcasts, just Google us and you can find us uh, anywhere, you, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, also, follow us on social media, Twitter, at Codex Prime Cast, and Instagram, at Codex Prime Podcast. There you go. You done set it off for me. Yeah, man. Yeah, just have to get them all in there, you know. So, uh, while Carl goes to, goes to sleep, uh, we will uh, uh, thank you so much for watching and listening to our podcast. Like I said, uh, tune in next week for episode 298. Like I said, three episodes away from episode 300. So, yeah, man. Yeah, man. We're, we're, we're doing it. We're doing it. So yeah, as always, uh, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.